Hi there, you're listening to the Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manuel. And today we got a jam-packed uh, episode full of a ton of stories. I'm not sure we'll actually have time for all of them, but we're going to give it our best shot. Yeah. So, Manny, why don't you kick us off here with the first one? Yeah, so everybody's going to be a big pleased about this update. We have Miss Kobayashi's Made Dragon Season 2 just announced and confirmed for next year of 2021. Nice. Okay. I know everybody's been waiting for that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this in our last episode, or not in our last episode, but one of our previous episodes, where like what animes deserve the second season. And May Dragon was mentioned in that, but we kind of had like some thoughts about it. Like we weren't sure if it was going to take off or maybe it will actually happen because if you remember, the studio that was that made this anime was Kill Annie. Oh, they were part of the fire. Yes. And the, the director that was yes. in charge. That's right. Yeah, he's the one who passed away. He was the director for Made Dragon. So, again, the directors for Anime Studios, they're the ones that have the vision to go where the anime should go. Yeah. Uh, again, creators don't really have much of a say when it comes to... Because they're not the ones animating it, it. It was already pre-written from the manga then? Mm, what do you mean? Like, um, this season two is... Uh, being based off manga that's already been written by the original guys anyways i'm gonna assume that honestly so uh just to get familiar the director for maid dragon at kyo annie was yosuhiro takemoto okay i asked the manga question just because i don't know if like in a uh, whenever it gets released and then we have to do an episode of weebs be mad again mm. and they're gonna be sending death threats because it's not staying true to the original vision <laughs> well a lot, a lot of a lot of the animes are always like that so it's nothing new actually i know but that's why i was just wondering whether it was something going to be uh is it if it's still from original source material i mean if you really want a topic about weebs being mad mineta from my hair academia the little short dude purple with like balls on his head that he can take off yeah the reason i stopped watching season one they want him removed from the entire series <laughs> and i think it's just americans alone like they don't like him at all i don't like him <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'd go to the extent of reaching out like that but yeah i'm pretty much very excited to see how this is going to go about uh now that we won't have uh, takamoto uh, directing this because sad sad to say he did pass away and condolences to everybody in the community for that situation. But I'm really excited. I know regardless if it doesn't come out good, I'm going to still give it my full support because uh, Kill Annie did some really good animes and they deserve the support, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, when does it come out? Uh, they just said it announced for 2021. They haven't said like maybe like what season yet. Okay, whether it's going to come out in yeah. fall, summer or something. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that and uh, keep the listeners posted for that. Mm -hmm. Put a little bookmark on it. Definitely. Because that's what we have. We have books for this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I also see uh, canceled events. So, yeah, because of uh, our whole COVID situation going on, we thought we'd do a segment on just 
updated canceled events. I wanted to start because obviously SEMA's been canceled, and that's huge, you know. It really is huge. I was kind of, I mean, I guess because I wasn't really paying attention to it as much. Yeah. But I almost assumed that they were already canceled a while ago. <laughs> but they weren't. No, they weren't. I, I guess in my I mind, guess, just I, with everything going on, I I'm pretty sure they, they were trying to do the same thing as other businesses and events that were. They were just trying to drag it out to see if the situation with COVID will die down and they can return to regular base lives. But seeing how the situation is still elevating, he's like, nope, we can't do it. Oh, yeah, and it's been kind of uh, spiking out there in Nevada, too. Yeah. So I'm sure that attributed to it, and I'm sure there's money in there. Like, No, yeah, I mean, with Nevada, I mean, we got Las Vegas, and they're starting to reopen. So who knows, honestly, if, what, if that could be the contributing factor to the rise. But yeah, well, I'm sure it's got to be money and liability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what it breaks down to at the end all yeah. the time. So I'm, I'm sure they ran the numbers, and it probably seemed that they were going to lose out on less money to cancel it now than risk it and wait and have to cancel it later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that sucks because it, you know that's a big hit to the economy out there. You know, there's hotel rooms, restaurants. Uh, I mean. Las Everything. Vegas, Las Vegas in general is already hit hard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge but event. It, it also plays into other events, like especially other conventions, especially the anime conventions. San Diego, uh, if you remember Comic Con, the San Diego Comic Con was canceled, but they still did the virtual. But yeah. still, the local economy did take a really big hit because of that. Absolutely, I think SEMA's doing a digital convention as well. I mean, are they just gonna have? cars just showcased and then just walk around the camera or what no idea i mean i wouldn't think so just because in order to showcase those cars the builders have to go Mm -hmm. and if i was a builder that wasn't local why would i want to tow my car all the way out there you know what i mean it's just to be just to be on yeah on a a stream on a stream that they don't even know how successful it's going to be yeah you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i love going to cons and conventions and events you're not going to catch me on a Zoom <laughs> virtual <laughs> one, though. <laughs> I I registered for, I think, like the Funimation one and like I think the Crunchyroll one, some other ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to them. I, I, I tried. No, it wasn't going to happen for me. Did they do those on the weekdays? Uh, no, the, I think the Funimation one was during the weekend as well. I must have been busy that I didn't get... Well, I, I really don't care about Funimation. So. Yeah, I think they were all mostly on the weekends, but... I don't know. I don't see. I can't see myself taking my time out of my day to go watch like a virtual event. If if the cruncher the cruncher roll was virtual, right? Yes. Okay, so I might have been busy to not pay attention to that, but I I don't care about Funimation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, cruncher roll. I would be down to watch it, but Funimation, no. I don't care about any of them if they're virtual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I just don't like Funimation. All right. Personal reasons. <laughs> All right, we feel it. We feel it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's uh, some of the big events that got canceled. You have any other ones, uh, or at least um, speculative, like you think will be canceled? Did they? What about F one Formula Drift? Nothing on that. Um, you know, I haven't really looked into it to be honest. But I don't think the season or when, starts. When, when does that happen? It doesn't start till. Um, it's early in the year, so I think it's already been canceled. Oh, through okay. Their, okay. Through so I have stuff, my you know? I have my time frames mixed up right now. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the way I always remember it is because we used to always hit um, 
Formula Drift and the Toyota Grand Prix in Long Beach, yeah. and that's April. I just know that just because April was always when all the car events just started getting oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Springtime happened, and all the car events started I happening. I remember now. Yeah. April's always my uh, my flag date for that. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, everything has been announced pretty much dead earlier in the process. I can't think of any new ones that have been canceled, honestly. I'm trying to keep an eye on H-Day mm-hmm. in Maryland. Yeah. Because um, I do want to bring um, our buddy Guts on Yeah, to talk about his pilgrimage. And I'm hoping that one doesn't get canceled. <laughs> As of right now, it still has not been. And it's in September, so it's kind of getting close. Yeah. So maybe something good to keep an eye on, and hopefully they don't have to cancel it. Um, there's also an event that I'm not really supposed to talk about, but it is a kind of a secret event, and it was going to be kind of epic. I was very excited to go, and I've been keeping it under wraps, but it seems like that's been postponed till next year as well. Oof. So it's going to stay under wraps. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't play around with this one in... It, they've already kind of said anything slips out, you're you're out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this it's been really tragic for that. So, like I said, I'm gonna keep it on H day, and hopefully that one doesn't get canceled because I'd love to get guts on here to talk about the pilgrimage. Definitely, definitely. And what else we got, Manny? Uh, I mean, if we're still talking about cancel events, I got nothing. Well, let's move on to the next one then. <laughs> so we have a situation where one. I don't know if anybody knows Studio Arms. They're a Japanese animation studio in Japan. Um, they've done some notable older animes that we know. Which one? Elf and Light. Okay, epic. Definitely one of the best animes all time. One of the all-time fave animes that in just in my book, honestly. Same, same. And then we do have Queen's Blade. Queen's Blade. Oh, okay. You know what? I don't think I ever finished that one, but I started it. She has like those crazy long nails or some shit, right? No. No. Okay. Which there, there's multiple about? versions in the series and stuff. It's almost borderline hentai, but it's still etchy. Oh, geez. Just it's one of those. Just, <laughs> just straight female characters in like super skimpy clad armor, armor suits and stuff and fighting each other. Oh jeez! Yeah, it gets it gets very, very raunchy. <laughs> okay, I just googled it. No, I have not seen this one. Probably the most famous one was the maiden healer. Well, she'll grab her staff, put it up against her butt and behind her, and just starts rubbing it up and down, and just says healing pose. And next, you know, all around her party gets healed as she rubs her ass on the on the on her staff. <laughs> it. it it became a meme, honestly, and like oh back in the day, and it's super funny. We like every time me and my buddies are here, and we like someone gets hurt, like healing pills, we just start laughing and shit. Jeez, okay, yeah. So let me see what other animes they did. Uh, I don't know if you, I mean, you probably don't know them much, huh? No, I didn't recognize that one at all. I think I was getting it confused with a horror anime. Which horror? Um, I just remember it's like a short-haired like vampire demon looking chick that has like some long fucking slashy looking nails does not rung a bell actually uh i just remember the thumbnail and i think i remember tried to watch it a couple times and i just never finished it okay uh so the company was founded in 1996 they declared bankruptcy another good another well-known well-known anime series i have not seen it yet i doubt you have iketosen no i guess it's just like 
seems uh, to me it looks like a similar situation with Queen's Blade, but they look they look like Street Fighter style. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones. Let's see. Honestly, some of these I've never seen actually. Well, is that why they're filing bankruptcy? <laughs> I don't know, but. It looks like a lot of their animes are mainly just like super etchy. Okay, that's kind of weird because I mean, Elfin Lied had a little bit of uh, nudity, like, nudity, but it wasn't like etchy. That wasn't like the main component of the anime. No, it was not. It was actually a very well written, good story. Very like, heartbreaking and very gory anime. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why when you said the Queen's Blade, I thought about some gory like horror anime that I tried to watch. But okay, so. What would you say is the most fucked up scene from Elfin Light? Oh, dude, there's so many. <laughs> For me, it would be when she was having that flashback or they were given a flashback of her as a little kid with the puppy and her bullies find the puppy oh, and they no, beat yes, yes, the shit yes, out of right. the puppy in front of her eyes and she just goes crazy and just slaughters yeah, everybody. kills everybody, yeah. And you just see the teacher walk into the room and see the, the whole entire classroom just covered in blood. Yeah, that that one was, uh, but that's why it's kind of weird that all the other ones you're looking up have been all nothing but these raunchy etchies. Yeah, which is it looks like what they dedicated more towards, honestly. And yeah, so they filed for liquidation on July twenty second. I mean that sucks. I mean because you know there's always a, a niche and a fan for that kind of stuff. It's Not- it's gonna suck, honestly, honestly. Um, with companies like these, these are like small time and small time companies that have actually produced some really good works that are hidden, honestly. Yeah. That people don't know because all the big time anime studios are making these mainstream animes, and that's what people are more focusing on. And that's why I also tell people I was like, honestly, yeah, you can be like into action, you can be into like adventure anime and stuff, but if you can like get away from mainstream and look at some smaller ones you'll see how like how good they really are and how good anime is in general because for the most part when i tell people if you're if you have people tell you your first anime that you should watch when you get into anime is attack on titan that's a complete mistake because you have that bar uh, level of expectation already high of what all the other anime should be true 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 sometimes mm-hmm. that's what it takes to pull people into it though i know they, they kind of need something epic to pull them in so that they'll actually give other things a shot. Yeah. If Versus if you might, you know, it's it's harder to introduce them to something that might be mediocre as far as visual effects, mm-hmm. but the storyline is really good, but they're not going to listen or, or even focus or pay attention unless yeah. they're actually already intrigued by anime in general, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because that's usually when I introduce people, I kind of do exactly what you said. I introduce them to something epic in the category they like of regular shows. Yeah. So if like they're a horror fan, I'll find a horror one and I'll introduce them to an epic horror one. You know what I mean? Okay. And that's kind of how I usually introduce other friends and acquaintances I bother with my anime. Okay, not bad. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's it's sad to see another one go just because they they probably pick up mangas that maybe not will never ever get a shot with the bigger studios. Yeah. So it sucks. It's it's less stories told and less anime out there to be done. No, it really is, honestly. So. I'm probably going to hold on to Elfin Light in my heart now. There you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, you bringing that up right there kind of brings up uh, an interesting topic I wanted to actually introduce. So I'm going to wing it here. Go for it. Kind of like we do our Instagram questions and then we talk about the answers and responses we got at the end of the show, right? Yeah. 
So maybe we can do something where um, some of our listeners that might know of a good, like, low-key anime that's not very popular that you and me haven't watched. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get some of those recommendations and we'll watch one, one, one a week or one every two weeks, depending, you know, our time schedule and maybe what recommendations we get. As long as it's a short anime, because if it's like One Piece... No, okay, yeah, no, no One Piece, no like super long stuff. Something we can like, something we can realistically watch between an episode, you know what I mean? And not just anime series, like anime films as well. Yeah, or an OVA or good OVA or something like yeah. that, you know? some Probably like a, what is that standard, like 12 episode standard kind of thing? Honestly, I'm not going to lie... A lot of the really good animes, in my opinion, are either 12 episodes or 24 episodes long. Okay. I mean, we can do a 24, but mm-hmm. maybe if it, if it means we have to do maybe uh, two weeks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give us an episode or two, and what we can do is, like, off the recommendations from the listeners, we'll go ahead and kind of uh, watch and review those. Yeah. And then, you know, if anybody else listening likes what, the, you know, what we talked about. And what Ooh, we and we can also on, do live action films, too. Sure. Because I'm not going to lie, there's some been really good live action films. I mean, Bleach. Yeah. yeah. Bleach was really well done and stuff. If it's American made, then we have to think about it. (laughs) Except Ghost in the Shell. I don't care about what everybody says. Honestly, I think that's a really phenomenal movie. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it either. But regardless, people are complaining that, oh, because Scarlett Johansson is not Asian, that she's... Uh, that they're like what, whitewashing the movies and stuff. Well, they never actually said what race the girl is in the mo- in the f- series because she's actually just a robot. True. Okay. So regardless, uh, I still have to watch it. I want to watch it. It's been a big hype for me. So I think maybe we can do that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. So maybe what we'll do is we'll do a post. Um, if anybody's listening and want to just jump ahead and throw out a weird recommendation of a low-key anime or something yeah send us a dm yeah send us a dm on instagram or email us whatever and uh maybe we'll kind of do something like that maybe try to do a review every two episodes or so or something just don't send us death threats if we don't like it (laughs) (laughs) i have yet to get my first death threat and i am upset (laughs) (laughs) this fool all right what do we have next manny okay so what we have next is your topic basically you said you had something about next gen cars yeah so you know i do a little bit of uh looking up to see what's buzzing around in the car world you know yeah and i've been seeing article after article after article of the next gen cars and concepts and leaked you know information coming out right yeah and it seems that more and more and more of our performance and you know sport models are coming out with these rumors and trickle-downs of hybrid and electric. It does look like we're getting to that trend where electric is now becoming the thing. Yes. I mean, not all of them. No, yeah. Um, for instance, uh, they got some spy video of the next-gen 8.6. Yeah. And, you know, we've already heard the rumors about that one that it's going to end up being, they think, a, like a 2.4 liter um, turbo. Mm. Actually doing some decent power now. Okay. Like 260 out of it. So that might be some a really fun car coming up. Yeah. And um, the 400Z Nissan. Oh, yes. That one is actually, from what all the speculation is going on, is that it looks like it's going to keep the same platform as the G37s and stuff and the 370Zs. So VQ. 
platform, like the uh, the chassis, oh, the, okay. you know, the, the framework and everything. Okay. That's what it's built off of. So at least with that one, if that's the case, because that platform is already kind of old, it's not like a brand new redesigned platform. It's going to be really difficult for them to try to do any EV hybrid stuff to it. That is true. So maybe the rumors of it getting the twin turbo 3.0 liter with 400 horsepower, maybe that might be more of a reality because it's really hard for them to have to redesign and rechassis an old one to get batteries and you know yeah. hybrid stuff into it. So if they're keeping the same platform, more than likely that's going to stay internal combustion. Okay. Okay. I read that the M5 is looking to get a possible 1,000 horsepower electric. 1,000 horsepower? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> BMW is coming in hot, man. Is it going to be complicated engineering as well? I'm sure it's German, so I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same thing with Mercedes. Is there a compli- uh, like a complex like trial of or steps in order to reach the 1,000 or what? <laughs> Oh, that's right. The subscription service. Yes. You got to subscribe <laughs> to get that extra horsepower now. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's going to happen next year. Is it? I, I We need to look up some more stories on that and see like if they actually got some final numbers and pricings and stuff on that. Yeah. Because I'd be really interested to see what they charge. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine 80 bucks a month for your just your heated seats. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... We'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, and then uh, even Mercedes is jumping in with their new AMG. Hmm, and okay. they're going to be hybrid. Well, I do remember. I mean, maybe this is a trail-off to what they were doing a few years back when I think it was Audi, Mercedes, and BMW entered an alliance to go ahead again, to go head-to-head against Google for autonomous driving. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this was a few years back. Uh, I remember reading about it back when I was in my college days. So this was like early 2010s. Yeah, before Uber started stepping in to fight Google. <laughs> yes. So uh, maybe this could be a trail off to what they were doing initially. And maybe they branched out to enter this new market as well. Maybe. I mean, it, it seems that uh, the push is happening a little bit faster than I thought it was going to be with these hybrids getting into sports cars and everything. Because, I mean, even, like I said, the Mercedes-AMG is going to be doing 800 horsepower now. Electric? Hybrid. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this one's still hybrid, not full electric. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like more and more you're, they're trickling into the higher-end sports cars. Yeah. And once the higher-end has it, that technology trickles down to the more affordable ones. And, you know? AMGs are nice. They are. They are. They're something else. Heavy as hell, but they are something else. One scared me the other day. Wow, how's that? I was driving the freeway and apparently a GT350 and an AMG were going at it. And the next thing I got, I got caught into a three-way with them. I was like, I was like leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> the only time you get caught into a three-way. I know. <laughs> Sad boy hours. Sad boy. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's kind of crazy how fast they're kind of peeking their way into the performance side. Mm-hmm. I really thought it was going to go a different direction. Like when I thought more hybrids and more electrics going to be introduced i thought it was going to be introduced to the economy side first and then we'll get performance but it's kind of like we're going the opposite we do have a couple economy things here and there but they never really to me they never really got popular besides what the prius and the tesla well would you even consider these brands economy honestly the prius 
No, no, I meant like Mercedes and them. Well, no, that's what I'm saying is that I thought the introduction was going to come more from the Prius side mm-hmm. of the industry. Like the industry was going to get big and popular on that side first, and then we'll see it in the sports car. Fuck it. Let's just get a Prius and a straight pipe it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, you know, instead we're seeing it coming from the opposite direction. We're seeing yeah. it come from the luxury, from the high end, from the sports cars. We have hyper cars now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's coming from up here first, and then maybe we might start seeing it get more popular with regular cars. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really interesting. I don't know. I mean, like I said before, if it's going to perform with the heat loads and mileage to take it to the track, I will stay internal combustion until then. Cause it's gotta be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be cheap, man. No worries. No worries. But yeah. What else do we got, Manny? So big news in Japan. We have now entered the stage for another life-size Gundam. Oh yes. I always love these. Yeah. So uh, J- uh, Japan's life-size Gundam, the newest one they just made in Yokohama at the Gundam facility has been completed. Sweet. And it's pretty much the same as last time um, because it was, let's see if I'm looking at my notes. So it was this Gundam. This Gundam is actually the same one they'd had before back a few years ago. Okay. And then, then okay, so it's the RX-782 Gundam from the, from the famous series of the Mobile Suit Gundam series. And before that was just just the model itself back in the day. And then they tore, take it down and they introduce the Gundam Unicorn life yep. size, where it actually had like real life transformations, just like in the anime, but not fully to the extent like the anime because this is a real life size thing. Yeah. So they can't really capture everything. Uh, but it was cool because they made shows out of this. They would have like viewings like every 1100, 1300, 1500, and I think 1700 hours uh, throughout the day. And just you can watch like the transformations and everything. And they recommended like around 15 minutes to be there early just to get some really good photo shoots and videos and stuff. Cool. Was this one of the sites you went to go see? I wish I did, but we we were like so under budget. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And time constraints of us wanting to go look at stuff in Japan. And it kind of made it harder for us to actually travel around. Okay. So it was more you guys were... Were where you were at, and that's where you guys were kind of like doing I mean, all your stuff. I mean, granted, we stayed in the Tokyo Prefecture, and that's where the Life Size Gundam was. But to that specific area, we didn't get a chance to go. Okay. Yeah, we were there. I mean, we were there for at least eleven days, but two of those days, two and a half days, would be just uh, more spent on the travel side because it, it is twelve hours nonstop flight yeah. from Japan to LA and okay. LA. Okay. So. A lot of that was traveling, and also because getting from the uh, airport to our hotel. So it was like a good hour drive as well. Okay. Granted, like I said, we were still in the Tokyo prefecture. We still did a lot of traveling. Shibuya, Shinjuku, uh, Akihabara. Uh, We went to the Imperial Palace, the Tokyo Tower, Tokyo Sky Tree, Asakusa Temple, and Shrine, and quite a a few places and stuff. Sad to say, with this whole COVID situation, I really wish I got the chance to go again this year. I was actually in the in the in me deciding to actually go this year to go, honestly. But COVID situation, so yeah, it never happened anymore. So backtrack to Gundam. Um, it was removed. The unicorn was removed, and they started making this 
new Gundam, which is the same Gundam before the RX-782. But this time, now that it's complete and they've showed it, it showcased it and everything before they transferred, I think, to the actual location where they always put it, it this one will actually walk. Really? Yes. It, not <laughs> free roaming. Yeah. But they're going to have it sustained at certain parts of the body so it won't fall over. Okay. Yeah. So this one so will... So kind of like on a rail system thing? Uh, maybe. I'm not too sure. Uh, who knows, honestly. We're going to have to see what's going to... No, it's just going to be... Okay, so it's going to be attached to a support mechanism on the waist that will help sustain it standing while it walks. Okay. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, who's going to get squished? Uh, <laughs> anybody that pisses off Japan, probably. Because they're already... People are... I mean, shit's funny. They're already making memes of the Gundam just flipping off the world because of the whole situation. <laughs> shit's funny. Right? Everybody that is so uncertain with the economy and struggling and all this crazy stuff going on and japan's making a walking gundam <laughs> yes so i did look into it uh for a life-size gundam do you want to know what the price is so their construction costs uh yes and how and yeah hold on let me take a guess let me take a guess how how tall is it it's oh shit I didn't think about that actually. Doesn't matter. I don't know how to calculate that anyway. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. So some kind of project like that, I'm gonna get. Okay, so it is, it is 24 meters high. 24 meters. So I am gonna get. Well, that was just the unicorn, actually. I don't know if this one was taller and everything. Well, I'll go off of that. So I'm gonna go off of that, and I'm gonna say. And it weighs about 25 tons. So I'm gonna say. 30 million not even close u.s <laughs> it's still not even close all right so what is it okay so it oh, would, I, f- I forget this one's walking so it's probably a way more the japanese science portal has basically specked out the price for this giant mecca and it is if i'm correct this is actually u.s dollars i'm not too sure because it's showing a dollar sign not the yen sign okay Seven hundred and twenty-five million. Damn. Yeah, yeah. My that was a that was a jaw-dropping moment right there when I saw it. <laughs> that's fucking nuts. Yeah. So if you want a life-size Gundam, that's the price right there, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no more hospitals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shit, geez. just make a hospital in there. Yeah, yeah. I can do the AC in there. It'll be all right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That is nuts, man. Yeah, so I'm really excited. I honestly, if this whole COVID situation dies down and we're able to travel freely again, hopefully soon, within the next few years, I would love to go to Japan again and actually visit the actual life-size Gundam this time, not like last time where I didn't even get the chance. Yeah, hopefully our uh, passports are worth something soon. Oh, yes. Because right now they're worthless. (laughs) That's great. We'll just go to Mexico and just fly from Mexico. Are they on a travel band? No. Is it just us? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. We need to be beating Mexico. This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. All right. That's awesome, dude. I mean, I can't wait to see some video of that thing walking. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm I'm imagining, like, if it's actually going to get off, you know, if it's lifting its feet off the ground to walk, or is it, like, shuffling? Um, I mean, they haven't said anything. Like I said, it's going to be sustained at the waist while it walks. If it's just going to slide, who knows? If it's actually going to lift the leg and step, 
Yeah. Who knows? I saw the picture you had on there. It looks like it was blowing off steam from like ports and everything. Yeah. That like, looked pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the funniest pictures I saw is like where they had like actual Japanese um, uh, shrine head priests like giving blessings to the head before they finally installed it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Eh, good luck. Prosperity. Who knows? All right. <laughs> that just reminds me of... Uh, the Catholic priests dumping water from helicopters, saying it's blessed. <laughs> well, the Japan aren't really religious. They're more they're spiritual, but they're not religious. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's all weird to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both sides. Okay, so now to backtrack to what we were talking about. So yeah, the Gundam is now there, been finally complete. Um, I don't know when they're going to ship it out from the Yokohama factory. To go to the actual location where they always showcase it. So we'll have to see when that's going to happen. That's crazy. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's keep an eye on that one, too, and uh, get some video of that thing walking. Definitely, definitely. See if it'll, they can do, make it do the running man. <laughs> and uh, so the next topic is me. So I don't want to hear about you. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm making like a prediction. So I wanted to broadcast it. And benchmark it now. Are you a soothsayer? Maybe. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I've been into Mustangs forever. Yeah. Been in the community forever. And I've been watching a lot of things changing. And, you know, I have the SN that I'm making some moves behind the scene, possibly getting rid of. We'll see. Just because I want a Fox. But um, what I've been noticing is that they've been kind of making a lot bigger of a mark on the drift scene. And it's all over, mostly on the Midwest side. Uh, not really out here in California. We're predominantly JDM out here. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't a bad. I mean, we're actually, in a sense, we're everything out here. It really is. It we makes... are car culture out here. We have everything out here from JDM to Euro to Muscle to everything. That's what's great. We have lowriders, classics. We got everything. Yeah. Out in the Midwest, the bias was so heavy towards American cars that there wasn't a big scene for Japanese cars out there. Definitely. But what's been growing more and more every year is the drift scene, right? Yeah. Drifting is getting huge out there too. But they don't have as many Japanese cars to drift out there because <laughs> they don't <laughs> sell as much out there. Yeah. But what car do they have an abundance of that's cheap, easy to work on, and has aftermarket for days? Yugos. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> The SN95 Mustang platform. Damn it. And, you know, they're dirt, garbage cheap. They're all over the junkyards right now. And because they've been used for drag racing for so long, they have aftermarket and support for the engine mods and restoration and replacements for days. Definitely. When people were drifting, and, you know, they've always done some road course racing too, Mm -hmm. but it's spilling more over as people start drifting them more more people are picking them up more people are road racing them out there okay you know kind of how i was like crying my tears <laughs> a couple episodes back because i found out that american iron and cmc didn't have anything out here oh yeah, yeah. it was dead for me out here yeah. so i'm gonna be building the car more for fun for me as far as the NASA racing goes. Yeah. But it's big out there. It's popular out there. And they got a ton. They have a whole league for CMC and American Iron. With that going on, 
in the last three years, there's been three more companies to pop up making race suspension for it. Not drag racing suspension, but actual road course suspension, drifting suspension. Are, the, are these companies just testing waters or are they actually good? Um, so there's one, two actually that I have written down that are under development and they have some prototype testing before actual production. Okay. But all the other ones are already produced and going. And good stuff or just testing waters like always? No, these are produced and being sold and people are, you know, people are racing them and competing with them now. Oh, nice. So to have this many companies kind of putting in money to research, development, product testing, you know what I mean? And having this many companies able to sell and sustain themselves by selling the suspension out there, it's getting pretty big. Nice. So like... um. I did actually didn't find the company, but I saw the post about it that there's one more new drift company. Mm-hmm. They're making an angle kit for the Mustang to okay. do drifting. Yeah, um, we already have Duncan Motorsports. <laughs> I know it's. I mean, given these are small, you know, they are I, small, the, but the name. <laughs> it's his last name. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's his last name. Uh, I was thinking of Dunkin' Donuts. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. His name is uh, John Duncan. Are they selling donuts too? No. Damn well, it. he can do donuts. <laughs> but they're not edible. <laughs> Those are the best kind, though. Non-edible? Well, donuts in a car. Oh. But um, he has a full angle kit that he does for the SN95 and the Fox Body platforms. Yeah. And this is already competition proven, and he has tons of guys already running that suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, Maximum has a drift spec. Griggs Racing has a drift spec. And now there's another company doing throwing out their prototype on the on the pages right now because they're producing a drift spec and an angle kit for it. Oh, nice. So road racing side, we have Maxima, we have Griggs, we have BMR. They don't have like a full short long arm yet, but they're um, they're already doing kind of like maximum lower control arms, K members and all that stuff for road racing, yeah. changing the geometry of the car. We got Cortex, Agent 47, um, one of the brand new ones that's coming out soon, I guess they're already doing their research and development right now, is a Mod Squad Garage out of Florida. Mm. And about one, two, three, about four or five of these are all short long arm systems, which completely redesigned the whole car. Okay. With all these companies putting money into research, I think that chassis is going to end up becoming kind of like a new S chassis down the line. Okay. Because right now S chassis are, they're expensive now. Oh yeah, Definitely. <laughs> They used to be that car that you started off with drift because it was cheap. It was a great rear wheel drive platform. There was aftermarket for days, you know? So that was like the ideal platform to get into drift. Mm-hmm. Those are all getting picked apart. They're all getting picked up now. The prices on them have skyrocketed, you know what I mean? And potentially this SN platform actually might have the chance to kind of weasel its way in there. It's been getting bigger and bigger. And if all these companies are putting in money to develop and support it, they're going to come out racing. And I'm kind of happy to see that. (laughs) Nice, nice. That's going to be a really big, big on the watch list right there. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. So it kind of makes me a little bit glad that I still have like this weird one-off front-end suspension. Yeah. And I already know that at least there's a bunch of comparables I can switch to afterward. Okay. So it's kind of like, all right, I got, there's going to be a ton of different like uh, geometry kits to actually play with. Yeah. Because, you know, besides just their full bolt-on stuff, 
on our forums, we already have guys mixing and matching these parts. <laughs> uh, we have guys taking off from uh, the short long arm system from the Crown Vicks and actually mixing those parts with these for a direct bolt-on system to do it cheaper, too. I bet you most of these guys have Lego model sets at home. You got to, man. Those <laughs> junkyard builds, dude. <laughs> That's what's awesome about it. So yeah. it looks like the platform's going to be a really cheap and very well-supported platform coming. Awesome. So nice. I have hopes that maybe, maybe it'll kind of come back to life a little bit out here. Okay. No. I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, definitely. But yeah, let's get into some of those uh, Instagram questions next. Oh, yeah. So question of the week for our listeners this time, it was JDM, USDM, or EDM, which do you prefer? It was KDM, wasn't it? I no. know our weeb listeners. It was KDM. You mean Korea booze? Sure. <laughs> no, I already know what it was. But okay, all right. Yeah, so 100% everybody said JDM. Of course, hell yeah. few people here said U.S. domestic market. Some of us said Euro, EDM as well. But they also said JDM, so 100% JDM right there. Yeah. So, I mean, if we had to broaden that a little bit, you know what I mean? As far as, like, sport cars go, it is JDM. Yeah. Right? It really is, actually. Because I love my Mustangs, but as far as, like, U.S. as a whole, we don't have a whole lot of, like, aspiring sports cars. It's all drag or muscle. You know what I mean? It really is. Just just with long history, that's it. Yeah, and it has its own history and its own things going on. But, no, Japanese car kind of got best bang for the buck. Out of the box, you know, out of the box sports cars, race cars, you know? It definitely, honestly. And, of course, you know... Weeb shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Weeb shit. So which do you prefer? Uh, you know what, dude? I honestly don't really have a preference on it. Like, I've been through so many different cars. Obviously, I always have Mustangs because that's kind of like the car that started it for me as an enthusiast. Yeah. But I had no hesitation to go trade in my S550 Mustang for a Type R. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I love JDM cars. I love, you know, USDM cars. I do love European cars, but uh, I've I've always hated working on them. I'm not really a big fan of EDM, honestly. No? Nah. I mean, I, it just never caught my interest. I mean, for me, I've owned... Uh, Except the Yugo. <laughs> I've owned like a... It was like a basic three, um, 318i. Mm-hmm. Um, I've owned the Baby Bins, the 190E. Okay. I hated working on those fucking cars, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, I despised it. Um, I've worked on a couple of my uncle's cars that had, you know, that had his Mercedes just go into limp mode out of nowhere, and it was like a random gas pedal sensor or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, just... I hate those moments, actually. I've uh, had a few of those moments, but like with GMC vehicles. GMC. Okay. But it's stupid, honestly. Yeah, dude. It's just... I. I can't stand working on those cars. And, you know, I've always said I've wanted one from each, you know? Yeah. Like, I have the Type R. I have my Mustang. And I was debating getting, like, a Z4, a Z3, some kind of little roadster. So I have, like, a coupe, a four-door, and then, like, a convertible. And kind of have U.S., Japan, and then a Euro car, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, dude. Every time I think about pulling the trigger, I'm like, man, but I got to repair this thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I just don't like working on them, man. I'm sure if I put my head into it, it's probably pretty simple once I 
kind of get into maybe one specific car and just work on it, you know? Just, I don't know, bad experiences with the older ones, and I'm just like, no, I'd rather not. Yeah, for me, I mean, preferably it's a mix between JDM and USDM, honestly. So same. Yeah. I mean, you do have... Uh, you do have right now USDM across the board. I do. <laughs> right? <laughs> My whole family does actually. Cuz yeah, you're 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 on straight farmer life. <laughs> I really am. I really am. Which I posted a meme about like a tractor that costed like 300,000 or 400,000 and Lamborghini costed 300,000. You see the girl looking back labeled oh, as gold one, digger. Yeah. And I posted on social media, like, hey, I got a tractor and a John Deere. Hit me up, ladies. I was like, no, no DMs. I was like, damn it. <laughs> no takers. Well, you know, it's all about the clout. <laughs> <laughs> you, you I, gotta, thought, I thought it was just about the tractor. <laughs> nah, you got to wrap that tractor or something. <laughs> I'll wrap it on a mountain. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, so right now you do have all USDM. So where's the Japanese car? So the Japanese car finally came into play. Okay, so it's not just USDM. No, so yesterday, oh, Sunday. On. Okay, I'm excited. What'd you buy? What'd you buy? Yesterday, Sunday, I bought myself a 90, 1991 Toyota pickup. Five-speed manual. Nice. Okay, I know you've been talking about those for a while now. Yeah, I've always had a big interest in Toyota pickup trucks, especially the, the 90s style. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Out of all the other body styles they've had, probably like the 80s as well, I've had an interest with them. Just not the carburetor factor. Yeah. Because I live off-road, so EFI is probably the best route for me, honestly. Oh, yeah. It'd suck to have to keep maintenance on that thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why they drive the only... Uh, that's why I drive the El Camino not too much. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> EFI swap. Coming soon, possibly. Coming oh, soon. nice. Uh, but yeah, so finally entered the JDM life. I'm kind of really excited to see what I can do with this. This will become the daily. Oh, okay. Because it's kind of getting annoying just taking out the Mustang just to go pick up a part, go to the grocery store to pick up some groceries and stuff, and just put mileage on it. And I would actually like to keep it low mileage, but like still have fun with it. So that's where the Toyota pickup truck comes into play. I'll probably fix it up here and there. But definitely have fun in it, driving it, just to, to do main miscellaneous stuff, basically. Okay, so JDM's going to be the daily. Yes. Uh, the indestructible Toyota pickups. <laughs> it, it really is. Though, I mean, I think it was Grand Tour or uh, oh, Top Gear. Yes, Top Gear. I don't remember which one it was, but they actually did feature a Toyota pickup. They threw it off a cliff. They did shit, and it still fucking ran. <laughs> Those things are, like, indestructible, and honestly, they keep their value. So the one you picked up, is it the, what is that, the 22RE? I'd have to check, actually. Okay. Either the 22RE or the 22R. Okay. Still haven't checked, but I just know it's EFI, so that's even better for me. Uh, five-speed manual, which I know I'm not going to enjoy, especially. Even if uh, something happens with trans, I can still put it into gear and still try to move it. Okay, cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. So what's the plan for this one? I know it's the daily, but come on, it's... It's, honestly, the whole truck itself is in really good condition. So I'm just in the body straight and everything. Um, probably do some LED headlights because it's still got the uh, and housings because it's still got the halogens and everything. Yeah. Tail lights, um, new stereo system because the one they have on there is like an aftermarket, but it's like really cheap brand, honestly. Okay. Um, bed liner because it's just it's just the straight or just 
basically just the truck bed, no, no, no bed light or anything. Yeah, well, that helps protect it anyways. Yeah, that's my, what I want to do. I want to protect it especially. So no low life or off-road life with it? I mean, the only time I'll ever do off-roading is just getting to my house, which is not really much. It's like, what, less two minutes? Yeah. Or less than a minute just to get to my house. So it's really not that much. I would probably, I would actually consider lowering it. Really? But not slam it. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> well, if I slam it, I can't even get to my house. We'll see. This fool. <laughs> but yeah, I'd be actually interested in lowering it. Um, maybe some wheels. I just have to look up, see what my options are. Price points, budgets, all that stuff. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Man, I'm excited for you. Finally got your yeah. pickup truck. Nice. Definitely. Because you were hunting that uh, that Toyota before you even bought the Mustang. Yes, I was. Even before the El Camino. Yeah. Yeah, actually, you're right. Because I was actually about to start buying a, a Toyota pickup, but the Toyota, the El Camino came into play as an opportunity, and I threw out the Toyota pickup out the window. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it resurfaced, it resurfaced again. My piqued my interest, so... I went for it. Nice. How'd you do on the deal? Uh, pretty good. Um, he had it at a really higher price. We worked it down, uh, to twenty five hundred. Ooh, nice. From what? Uh, thirty eight hundred. Oh, that's a really big work done. How did you get it down that far? Uh, his wife. He didn't want to sell it, and his wife wanted it gone. <laughs> that's fucking nice. Yeah. So did she just like interrupt? Yeah, we'll take that offer. <laughs> well, she needed to sign the paperwork in order to sell, so. She wanted it gone. Oh wow! It was on. It was under her name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. But seats are good. Just finding those trucks with good seats, or like you'll you'll find them impossible unless they've been like reupholstered. These seats are really good condition. Everything everything just looks like in really good condition. Honestly, we checked under the car, dry, so that means no oil leaks. That's good for me as well too. I don't have to worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Tags are up to date for till mid next year, so I'm good on that part too. And smogged, and I just got it registered. Sweet, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. So next step is insurance. Uh, just waiting back on my agent to call me back because she took the day off today. Cool, that's not a bad deal, dude. Yeah. So does that mean your Tasha's going on the truck or the Mustang now? I'm actually still considering the Mustang more. Okay. Yeah. So now my next question: If this is the daily. Um, do you have any excuses left not to track the Mustang? If it's not on a Sunday, maybe. If it's not on Sunday? If it's on a Sunday, then no, I shouldn't have an excuse. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. This is recorded. And I'll make sure I have something planned that day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This hey, Maddie, is we have a track day this day. Oh, no, my 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 niece's birthday. I can't go. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That's it. You have a daily now. We're taking your ass to the track now. And you'll you'll you're gonna put that uh, Mustang to use now. Okay. I did see you put the spoiler on. Yes. So that's so, another update. Finally yeah. put up the uh, the Dusel design, one of three made for Mustangs. I think that's what James told us, right? I don't remember. I don't. know. He just said it was a one of three, uh, one of three made Dusel design. Uh, du- uh, what do we call it? Ducktail. Ducktail. Yeah. Ducktail spoiler. Uh, so after truck hunting, finally got the trunk. It's orange. That was the only like downs the cons towards it. So just with the help of our buddies from Ron Eleven's uh, Motors and TFT Performance Scott, that'd be a huge thanks to them and also Element Six Design. 
So with the help of Ron, uh, we installed the new trunk, the fresh one that I bought that was used. We did all the test fitments first. After we saw the test fitment, it's going to come out really good. That's when we disassembled it again. And then with the help of Element 6 Design, Mark, he wrapped the car, uh, wrapped the trunk uh, with Avery Gloss White uh, to match it with the gloss white of the car, which is Oxford White. I mean, the thing with vinyl, you really can't get the exact same color as car paint. Yeah, but, you know, I went out and looked at it in the sun right yeah. now before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to tell. Like, yeah. it looks really good. It You guys color matched it really well for, yeah. like, vinyl and paint match. He did give me the option for 3M gloss white, but he didn't recommend it because it had a yellow hue to it. Well, it looks like he made a good call because, like, Bright sunlight is normally when you can really see a lot of the the bad and discrepancies yes. in colors and shades and stuff like that. And I, you know, from a distance, I couldn't tell. Even up close, it's so minuscule, dude. It was really hard to tell anything. Yeah, it looks really good, and they did a really good job with the install and the wrap. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm just really thankful for helping them on the install process. And so basically, right after the wrap of the trunk, that's when we did the final install. Yeah. So really, really excited, really happy how it turned out and stuff. And big thanks to our buddy James who offered it to me because he's the one who came to me about it because he was never going to sell it to anybody. He was going to keep it like a memento? Yes. Well, uh, how how does it feel? Because it looks like a pretty big ducktail. It's not like a small little thing. No. So did you feel any extra drag? I did feel a difference, honestly. Okay. And I enjoyed it. I'm not going to complain about it, honestly. Well, now we got to throw a little bit in the front, though. Yes. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because that's some that's that's some drag in the back now. So we need to get you a little front splitter or something going. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, so I'll probably I'll probably look into that for the, maybe the next mod on the car. Maybe. Yeah. For the record, that won't really affect you much at Apple Valley. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not really reaching those high high speeds at Apple Valley. No, I know that is understandable. Honestly, I'm just putting it out there for another excuse you can't use. <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i can't go because of the splitter nope 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 sorry i put it i just want to make sure that's out there and you're aware of that <laughs> so yeah no that's good we'll have to maybe maybe try to get you something made custom for the front too no probably we'll Might see we'll see what happens honestly yeah i mean i know of a couple good places you can probably hit up i'll i'll show you them after we're done recording Mm -hmm. and i'll show you kind of some of the work they've done and i think you'll like it okay definitely i think so for sure but yeah dude that's that's great so now we got you got your little jdm car Mm -hmm. now you can start tracking the mustang (laughs) i almost want to say that we should try to find you a small event now so that maybe we can just make you go in october with me where nasa Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm planning to hit NASA in October for Button Willow. Okay. That's one track that I've been wanting to go to for a while to kind of benchmark my times there. Yeah. Because I made a promise that I wasn't going to start adding a ton of power to the Type R until I got close to a fast guy time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this way I'm not like masking bad driving with more power. Okay. So... There's a there's a good driver that actually had the Type R for a while. He recently sold it, but he kind of hit most of the tracks out in SoCal and, you know, kind of benchmarked some badass fucking times. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and 
he did most like the I did a, a screenshot of his stuff when he was still basically stock. I think he just had wheels, tires, and like a rear sway bar. Mm-hmm. Maybe some lowering springs, but like no real power adders. Yeah. And no major coilovers or anything like that. So I screenshotted what times he was getting, and my goal is to try to get within a few seconds of him. Okay. I don't know if I'll ever be good enough to fucking match him because <laughs> he was making some crazy times, but I'm trying to kind of get close to those. And if I get to those, like, you know, within a few seconds of him, then I'm going to feel like, okay, I've actually improved as a driver. I deserve to add some power now. Okay. Nice. I'm not hiding, you know. Yeah. I'm not getting close to his times because I had more power than he had when he did them. You know what I yeah. mean? Button Willow is kind of like one of those main proving ground tracks, especially out here in SoCal. That's where everybody wants to go and, and kind of benchmark their times. Yeah. And, you know, with NASA, there's no safer way to do it if you want to come. Like, you know, I've, I've said it before. If I ever had to redo my whole little track experience, I probably would have skipped Grange and Apple Valley Speedway and Autocross. And just went straight for NASA from the beginning. Okay. Might be something to think about. You and me can just go up to NASA. You can get your first HPD in. Okay. Is that a yes? Uh, it depends on the day. It, it's Saturday and Sunday. You can choose one day only. Oh, okay. So we can make Sunday happen for you. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. Update <laughs> to come later. Update <laughs> to come later. <laughs> but with that, let's uh, let's close up this episode, Manny. Definitely. Okay. So, yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Unaccepted Pod. And we do have a website, unacceptedpod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review anywhere you're listening to your podcasts. Um, for Unaccepted Revs, send us a video to unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And, uh, yeah, back to some of the other questions we had. If you have any recommendations for, like, obscure animes, OVAs, or, like, anime movies. Some hidden gems, basically. Yeah, some hidden gems. Send it to us, and maybe we'll do, like, a review section. Yeah. And uh, with that, we'll see you guys all next Wednesday. Adios.